But anyone that really has had someone look at them in a certain way, that had them feel that they were less than, they're not good enough. So it actually, you know, it hits pretty much everyone. There's actually a lot of men as well. And there, there are a lot of young men in the age of 19 to 24 that deal with this as well. This is episode number 547 with Juliet Carmen, how to overcome body shame. We love talking about this topic, not the fact that people have body shame, but it is so common to have body shame, body loathing, that I was really excited when Juliet uh, reached out because I think it's just always good to hear more about really working on loving our bodies more, not loathing our bodies. And Juliet's going to share lots of wonderful information with you. Hi, everybody. I am Sandy Weiner, and welcome back to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late to go on your last first date. And to support you on your journey to lasting love, I wrote a book, Becoming a Woman of Value, How to Thrive in Life and Love. And it's filled with 30 chapters, each one guiding you towards playing a bigger game and succeeding in all areas of life and love. And you can find it on Amazon for Kindle or paperback. This week's tip from the book is step number 18, dare to think big. We often play small and we don't think very big. We don't think we're capable of certain things or that we can dream bigger and actually achieve what we want. And I can tell you that I'm living proof of somebody who used to really diminish my dreams because I didn't want to be disappointed. So if you're somebody who has a dream, a goal, a passion, my challenge to you this week is to think bigger, to really take that first step towards achieving something bigger, especially if it scares you. And before I bring Juliet on, I just want to give a shout out to my Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date. And we are an amazing group for women over 40 who are interested in self-growth on their journey to lasting love. This is very highly unusual for a group for single women. They're usually places where people just complain and feel like a victim. And we want to guide you towards growth. And so if you're interested in that, we would love to have you come to your last first date. And now for my guest, Juliet Carmen von Schardenberg is a UK-based mind and body coach. She's a teacher on relationships, sex, intimacy, healing, and trauma. She specializes in the reinvention of the most intimate relationship in life, the one we have with ourselves. She helps highly successful women discover who they are outside of being an entrepreneur, a wife, and a mother, and experience all the pleasures and possibilities of life again. Welcome to the show, Juliet. Thank you for having me. I would love to hear before we get into the topic, why body shame is an important topic to you. What's your own personal experience with it? Ooh. <laughs> I think that's a loaded question, but yes, most of us actually teach about things that are really, really close to us, close to the heart, right? Um, so I think as a kid already, I went up and down in weight. And then um, as I got married, I had four children in under three years time. So I put on 25 kilos, which is around 60, 70 pounds. Uh, so I was kind of like a beached whale. <laughs> and 
although I lost the weight, yeah, I still had that love-hate relationship with my body and didn't really realize that I was living in my head and I wasn't actually connecting. I used to call it it, but now I call her her, you know, my scrumptious one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And really realizing that actually I had lived so long disconnected from her because of past trauma, because of the way people looked at me, looked at me, the the comments I had when I was younger. And they might have been innocent, but they really do load into the body. Thank you for sharing your own personal experience. I think many of us go up and down in weight. We can be underweight. We can be overweight. I mean, I grew up being too skinny, according to all the commentary, you know, string bean, you're too skinny. And then as I got older and reached menopause and gained weight in certain parts of my body, I had to learn to love that part of my body that was no longer the way I was used to it. And four kids in three years. Wow, that's that's a feat. <laughs> they're all in yes. their, their early 20s now. So it's, uh, it's a little bit less work, although, you know, problems get bigger when they're older. <laughs> oh, yes, totally. I can relate to that, too. So if you can define body shame for us and why mm-hmm. it's so prevalent today. Oh, body shame is really being disconnected from your body, looking at it and complaining about it and really not not seeing that it's part of you, right? So we actually get disassociated from our body Um, and feeling ashamed of like, oh, this is, you know, this isn't me. Uh, And then of course, with all the social media and and the filters and the people that, you know, do all this Photoshop on their, their photos, Young girls these days, and especially young girls, young boys actually also, um, are being bombarded with these images. And they're just realizing it's like, yeah, I'm not like them. They compare. I mean, I call it comparisitis, right? We always compare something that we don't have, like the perfect figure, or or we even get it with like non-binary people now. It's like, oh, I don't feel like I actually belong in this body. I was, you know, I'm... I'm a male, but I actually feel like a female. So it's all of this starts really playing a big role in how we relate to us, to really the deepest us that we can be. You know, we only have one body, let's be honest. Very true. And that whole social media thing, oh my God, it is, it's so bad. I, I have, my youngest daughter lives in Los Angeles where not only is it in social media, but it's, everywhere. It's wherever you look, people are striving for perfection and, and getting Botox at early ages. I mean, my son was out with his friends last night and a 31 year old has already had Botox and does all these things to enhance what she looks like and get rid of any possible wrinkles, which probably don't even exist yet. And they saw a picture of her with her mom and somebody said, she looks like your sister. And she Mm -hmm. said, well, my mom wanted me to touch up and do Photoshop on her picture before I would print it because she, uh, yeah. So, so many people struggle for all different reasons, but you started to. That's also like, now you just notice, like, I I know my twin, I've got, twin girls of 21 year 
22. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're older. Um, and I know they'll take pictures together with a friend of them. And then the friend will post it on social media and she'll have like done her whole face and her whole body. And then my girls are like, hey, why didn't you do us too? <laughs> right. Do one of us, then do all of us, right? You can't just you know, make you look really good. <laughs> yeah. And plus it's like, what, what do people now when you go out on a date with someone that you don't know and you've seen all these pictures online and then you meet them in a restaurant or in a bar or in a, in a coffee shop it's like oh are you are you that person yeah that's the beauty of video chats before you meet it's completely, like, completely let me see you yeah, it is very confusing with the whole dating world, but um, mm. you mentioned a few different kinds of people who struggle. So we have people, younger people who are influenced by social media and comparing and despairing. We have the non-binary people. We have people who are transitioning and feel uncomfortable in their bodies. We have people who are Photoshopped. We have so many things. So who, who else really struggles with body shame? Oh, if you really think about it, it's like often, um, yeah, us in our 50s, 50s and 60s, menopause is setting in or has set in. You know, we've had children, uh, everything, gravity just kind of takes it toll. So, but anyone that really has had a remark or has had someone look at them in a certain way that had them feel that they were less than they're not good enough. So it actually, you know, it hits pretty much everyone, the whole population. There's some people that have done a lot of work on themselves and they're like, no, body, body shame is not one of my thing, my things. But, you know, if I really, if I've researched it, there's actually a lot of men as well. And there, there are a lot of young men in the age of 19 to 24 that deal with this as well. Yeah, I mean, I have a son who is 31 30 31 mm -hmm. and um he used to be bigger he basically got control of his weight of his his whole self you know he went through a ma massive transformation when he became much more conscious of his words his actions what he was mm -hmm. putting in his body how he was relating to other people and he naturally lost the weight. But I think because he was a larger child, he struggled with being overweight for most of his life. He still, even though he knows logically that he's in good shape, he still struggles a little bit. And especially I think when we're getting naked for the first time with people completely. with a new partner. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's especially the the teenagers that were, or you know, the kids that were bigger and then, slimmed down in their you know, late teenagers and then early adulthood, you know, we have stretch marks. And then when you get intimate for the first time, it might be like, oh, I'm not as buff as all those people that you see in the magazines, or we don't even look at magazines anymore, but that you see online, <laughs> right. or that you see in the gym, or they might be too hairy or too skinny or too white or too, too colored or too whatever. It's always something too, yes, too much, too little. Yeah. And it's, it's fascinating when you talk to people of different ages and stages and races, and you find out what's considered beautiful in every culture, in every stage of life. 
And it changes, you know, somebody Completely. with darker skin, with lighter skin, with uh, more weight on their body is more beautiful, especially like in the older, older times when we had beautiful paintings of the Renaissance. Yeah, the Romanesque woman that had a bit of a voluptuous yes. figure. And then we have the heroine chic that's coming back in again. So oh. that's like teeny tiny weeny. Yes, that twiggy. And now we have models who are speaking out on what it is to starve yourself and the impact it's had. So that's that's been good. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Music Unlimited. You can listen to over 70 million songs and thousands of playlists and stations. Plus, you can now stream your favorite podcasts like Last First Date Radio. You can listen to any song, anytime, anywhere, on any of your devices. Get Amazon Music Unlimited for free for 30 days. Just head on over to getamazonmusic.com forward slash last first date to learn more and claim this offer. Let's talk a little bit about how body shame impacts the daily life of somebody. It can really affect. Um everything so the way that they dress the way that they speak oftentimes i mean i had massive boobs um i, I did have a breast reduction after and my kids but i had massive boobs i think that they like they grew at age 13 and they just never stopped so it was like <laughs> but you're unconscious i was uncomfortable about it so i would slouch over and i see this with a lot of women that that especially younger girls that all of a sudden their their breasts have grown it's like oh let's let's try and hide them let's put big sweaters on let's let's not get the attention me as a kid I got a lot of unwanted solicited attention from an uncle and then was sexually assaulted so all of those things create an impact and oftentimes we see that people that carry a lot of body shame are the ones that often have been sexually violated that have been raped or, or anything and then they put extra weight on or they try to hide themselves because it's not safe to be themselves yeah well i'm sorry that you were assaulted because of what you look like which you had no control over and that's such a horrible thing to go through i um i was the opposite i had flat chest and um i was embarrassed by that and so yeah. i thought every other girl in my class at 13 14 was already starting to grow breasts and so i started to stuff my bra and then i didn't want to get undressed in front of, of anyone and go on sleepovers and it just started to spiral out you know it was just and then I got to the point many years later when I started to love my body more where I just took my bra off and I said, I'm so lucky. I don't need a bra. So it's, yeah. <laughs> but to, to live in fear of somebody seeing the body that you really have um, mm -hmm. is terrible to live in fear of somebody criticizing your body, all of those things. But the posture is also, I, I, develop terrible posture because on the one hand I wanted to have bigger breasts and on the other hand they were fake so I didn't want people to look at them so I was so conflicted within my body that I would I would hunch over so it's it's just it's interesting funny, right the, conf the conflicting feelings and that 
So our brain is is in these two states. Like, yes, let's stick them out. We want to be noticed. And it's like, oh yeah, but that's too much. So our poor body, if we we live in this head of ours and we actually just don't connect to like, hey, well, what do you need? Right. And that's what I see with people who lose weight or, or gain weight if they're on the whatever weight journey. It's actually like, let's start loving yourself first and let's start loving this body. And then the weight will automatically drop off or come on if that needs, it will change to whatever you want it to. And oftentimes then the weight isn't the mass massive thing anymore. It's just like, oh, I love my body. I don't, I don't really care as long as I'm healthy, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's great if we can all get to that point. So you mentioned trauma a little bit. You mentioned... Mm-hmm being sexually abused, and there are many kinds of trauma. So can you elaborate a little bit more about how body shame is connected with trauma? So the way I define trauma is anything that happened too fast, too soon for either our psyche or our body or both to um, to comprehend. So it could have been just the way that someone looked at you and you somehow took on you you wanted that that fight or flight state where it's like oh you know something didn't feel good it could be the way that uh some builders on the street uh whistle at you wolf whistle uh it could just be the way that that your dad's like you know girls girls don't wear that when they go out you're asking for it all these things really load in and that could be trauma and of course someone touching you or looking at you or or actually then doing more things physically um all of that is trauma and it really it loads into the psyche we then get into that like, <laughs> like head in, in in deer and headlights right and and oftentimes we don't shake like a deer or like a dog would after they've had some kind of scary experience but we keep it inside of us we then numb out we either drink too much or, or watch too many movies or or whatever go on social media shop whatever it is but anything not to feel that again yeah yep uh and most of us have experienced so many of the things that you mentioned being yeah. whistled at being told don't wear that you're asking for it i, I remember when my daughter was in high school and she would go on the subway in New York city with clothing that was very tight. And I was very conscious of not saying you're asking for it, but I wanted her to be conscious of the fact that men and boys will probably stare at her butt because she had a nice one and she was outlining it. And was she ready to experience that? I wanted her to be conscious of that because I'm not going to tell her what to wear, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to make her aware of this is what might happen. And what will you do if that happens? You know, it's, it's unfortunate that we have to be preparing for things like that. And some people are okay with it, but yeah, I mean, what would you, what would you say to your daughter? Well, I remember being in the tube, so in, in the, the subway in, in, in London, and they call it the tube. And it was pretty, pretty warm. Yeah, it was warm summer. Don't do air conditioning in, 
in the underground. So I was standing there and this, this gentleman in a three-piece suit comes up to me and just grabs my breasts and twists and, and, and turns them like that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, I was so shocked that I was just like, and I wasn't wearing anything massively. I mean, I was wearing a shirt and I think a pair of trousers, you know, and not super, super uh, provocative or anything. And I remember just being shocked that I, 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 my bag dropped and I, I just like smacked him. Like, what the hell do you think you're doing? I said, I'm sure you have a daughter. And, you know, if you ever have a daughter, my God, you know, would you, would you, you know, what would you do if someone does what you've just done to me? And everyone turned around and started looking at him. And, and basically he ran out of the, out of the carriage as soon as he could. But it's like, but so many people, I'm sure he has done it too, that just kind of like didn't do anything. Wow. Well, good for so, you yes, for standing I up. My, my daughter's about that when they're <laughs> probably 11 or 12. And I said, you will never understand what happened. So for the longest time, didn't, they didn't want to take any public transport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's it's quite a story. But the fact that you were able to stand up for yourself is huge. And a lot of people just keep it inside. Like you were talking about before, we hold it inside. Yeah. And we and just I get angry a few years before that. I probably would have kept it inside and just, you know, cause I've had people feel me up before. Right. Like when you're all squashed and like, and all of a sudden, no, it's, it's just not very, not very tasteful. Right. To have someone uh. creeping up on you and all of these things have you just feel not very comfortable with yourself, nor with the other person, not quite knowing where your boundaries are and what you can say. And yeah. if people come even into your into your energetic bodies, right? Then it's like, whoa, a bit too close. Yes. And you just brought back a memory for me of I was probably 18 years old and I had my gap year in Israel and I was in a shared taxi mm-hmm. with a very religious um, Hasidic man. And he put his hand on my knee. And I thought it was a mistake because I didn't suspect that he would do something like that. So I moved his hand and then he put it back. And I remember just, I, I was like shocked. I was flooded with emotion. And I, I think I said something to him and something to the driver, but it was, it was just so shocking that somebody who was supposed to be well-behaved, an older man, very religious, not supposed to touch women was feeling me up and yeah it's boy i had totally forgot about that one <laughs> um so the things right that then your body remembers all this stuff so when yes. someone does something similar you go back in your mind immediately to that you might not even remember it but your body freezes I have the same one, or I have the same one. My um, my fiance came behind me. I noticed that I just froze. I was like, and I was really conscious of it. And I was like, oh, and he could see. And he's like, I'm like, no, continue, stay there. Can you just please, can you stay there? It's like, I just had a flashback to when my uncle used to do that to me and my whole body froze. So if you can just stay there, I want to just, 
tell my body it's safe and I want to recognize that I'm here I'm in the here and now I'm not back in that moment I'm not eight years old but you know I'm a grown woman of 50 plus you're behind me you're you're you're, you're my my fiance I love you and just but just stay there and please just you know let me just feel your energy and it's over like it probably took I don't know not even 90 seconds between 60 and 90 seconds but I was conscious enough that that was what was happening and he also he took it it's like oh my god she doesn't want me to be near her it's like no that's not actually what is happening but as long as you start becoming aware of these things then you can start having that communication I love the way you handled that I I remember hearing a story from the Gottmans, John and Julie Gottman, who yes. run the Gottman Institute. And she had a similar experience. I don't know if you've ever seen this, where um, she had been sexually abused as a child. And when she and her husband first got married, he used to come up behind her. That's pretty common to come up behind somebody and give them a hug. And it would bring back the trauma. And so they mm -hmm. had to work out how to do that differently. And I love the way you describe it because you actually sat with it and experienced now. So let's talk about some ways to begin to break free of body shame, because I think what you just described is a beautiful thing to realize you're not back there. You're in the Completely. present. And, and, and that's what I, I always say. Awareness is really your first step towards self-love. We start noticing the patterns we're running. We notice what what our beliefs are, and then you know, first of all, first thing you can you can just question it: is that really true? <laughs> so, for me to really start becoming aware of my body, I had to put a timer on four times a day for ninety seconds, and to slow down, take ninety seconds for myself, take a breath in through my nose. And just kind of notice where does that land? Is it down in the tummy? Is up in the chest? And noticing where that breath is and focusing on if it's warm, if it has a different temperature, if it's kind of cool. And then notice one part of your body and just start seeing if it's expanded, if it's contracted. What are the thoughts that are coming in? And then think that thought. What's the emotion that's coming in? And allow yourself to feel that emotion. So when we duplicate emotions, thoughts, images, we actually move through them much quicker. So we, we just get rid of content. And content is the stuff that's the monkey brain, mind, right? The, the hundred miles an hour racing, the thoughts are... And if we actually just acknowledge it for 90 seconds, like, oh, I've got this thought, I've got this emotion, I've got this body sensation, do that for 90 seconds and breathe again. It's like, oh, I'm actually really present. I'm here. I'm in this room right now. Those are great exercises. I so agree with you that really facing the emotion, feeling the emotion is the only way to work through it. And we tend to numb ourselves, to stop the emotion, to move away from it, to turn away, to eat a piece of cake, to <laughs> have some chocolate. Busy ourselves. 
<laughs> right. right. I mean, my my oh, company, my, my brand is called Feel Fully You. So it's all about feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, those feelings that we don't even know what they are most of the time because mm-hmm. nobody's ever really taught us how to name feelings or feel feelings. And we were told to move away from them. Don't feel. Yeah. Just the so feelings just, aren't like emotions. Yeah. And then also the feelings also what's happening in the body. We, we yeah. often don't have vocabulary for it. It's like, does it feel battery? Does it feel constricted? Does it feel, you know, I don't know, metal, metallic or, or metal-like or hard or soft? And like people are like, oh, wow. So, I mean, I really learned how to speak this way because uh, of a conscious sexuality um, movement that I was running in, in, in the UK. And part of that was to have, to share with your partner. There's this moment in time where my chest opened and I I felt a real warmth in it and it was fluttering a little bit. So he or she can then, then also it's like, oh, I can actually experience, I can understand what that feels like in my body. If you say, oh, I feel happy. It's like, what does happy feel like in your body? Mm -hmm. And then if you bring it, really break it down to those kind of body sensations, and it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's how happy feels like for you. For me, it feels like this and that. Mm, that's really beautiful. So Juliet, uh, for anybody who has body shame and wants to go on their last first date, what are your final words of advice? Uh, I would say find some sisters, find some other beautiful woman that... Um, you can be friends with and that either in community on Facebook I mean your your group sounds amazing I've got an amazing group as well and that you can be yourself completely in you know start start looking and start looking at maybe just one part of your body and start really loving that part and it can be just your fingertip what does it feel like to rub those two fingers together. How can you slow it down and make the movement slightly bigger, but really concentrate on that. It's like, oh, that actually feels quite good. I like those little wrinkly bits that I have on my fingertips. <laughs> and that way you can kind of increase what you're grateful for every day. I mean, one of my favorite things is to write gratitudes or to say them out loud. And this is one of the ways that I do with my kids at night. I'm like, okay, what was the best thing of your day? And what are you grateful for? And then they'll actually go around and they'll say what they're grateful for. And then I'll say, what is one um, of the qualities that you love about yourself? So what I would do with bodies, I would say, what part of your body do you love? And how can you put attention on that part and really feel that love for us? You have beautiful lips or beautiful eyes or hair, or you like the way that your your wrist goes in. Really start paying attention to that, how that feels to love that part of yourself. Mm, I love the small steps. Completely. These are very, yeah. It's, I think people look at change as being so massive and difficult and then they they don't do it because it's just too hard and this is all doable it's beautiful it's very self-compassionate which I think Mm -hmm. we're also 
tend to be missing a lot of self-compassion. Oh my God. So Juliet, if you can share with our audience, your website and your Instagram and Facebook will both be on the show notes. Yes, I will. My website is feelfullyyou.com. And I am running a program called the Scrumptious Woman, which is a year long program. But actually what I'm running first now is Scrumptious Bodies, which is really taking 10 days of every day looking at how we can love ourselves more. And I take people through all the methods that I've created to really get through it. So hypnotherapy, RTT, all the everything on board. So what I'd love to actually gift your mm-hmm. readers is, because I'm also a hypnotherapist, is a hypnosis that I've done. So it's a meditation that you listen to probably seven days in a row. It's about 15 to 18 minutes long. And through it, you really can get rid of cravings or of habits that no longer serve you. And it's really easy. All you have to do is sit somewhere comfortable or I I do it every night before I get to sleep. (laughs) And then I just fall asleep with it, which is perfect. And our subconscious actually does take on the commands that we um, that we give ourselves there or what our subconscious wants to change. Mm, That's a beautiful gift. And it's such an important thing. It's a great way to end your day. It's a great way to fill your day at any point of the day, but I, I like that you do it at the end of the day. And and I love the term scrumptious. It's like just having those words at your fingertips that we can call our body scrumptious. I mean, how many people actually do that? Not it's one of my words that I use a lot. So, <laughs> so well, you know what? Actually, there's, I do so many programs. Why don't I just put it under the whole scrumptious woman umbrella? So. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Juliet, for coming on today and for sharing your, your method of healing body shame, because I know this is such an important topic for our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks everybody for listening. If you love our show, please rate and review us on Apple podcasts. And as always, here's to your last first date. If you are ready to get unstuck gain new tools, become more empowered, and finally find your last first date, I'd love to talk to you. Fill out an application to be considered for a complimentary half-hour love breakthrough session at lastfirstdate.com forward slash application.